This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. I hope you had a great weekend. The phone number here is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, as always, you can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, and uh, you can get the show notes the website, everything you need to follow me around social media. Uh, there is some breaking news. I, I want to spend more time on this later, but you do need to know that the judge in Washington, D.C. has now set uh, the tentative date for the January 6th trial for Donald Trump to uh, March 6th. That is the day before Super Tuesday in 2024. Now, notably, that is the date that Fawny Willis wanted to set the trial in Georgia. She's now asking for an expedited date to sometime this year. That's not going to happen. Uh, just very quickly to explain this one to you. Let's say that Fawny Willis is able to have a trial set um, in October or November of this year. Well, there are motions that will be filed for dismissal, uh, including, for example, I would expect people like Mark Meadows, Jenna Ellis, and others to want to dismiss saying they're not relevant to the case, that she's grasping for straws with them. Uh, Those motions to dismiss are going to work their way up to the Georgia Supreme Court, if not to the U.S. Supreme Court, before there could even be a trial. Uh, It's going to take a very long time for this trial in Georgia to take place, among other reasons. Uh, The other trials will take place um, more quickly, the federal trials more likely, than the state trial here in Georgia, even if it moves to federal court. There's a hearing underway right now in federal court uh, in Georgia to determine whether or not to remove the case to federal court. The documents case in Florida is the most significant case that puts Donald Trump in jeopardy of going to jail for a lot of reasons. It will be fairly expeditiously handled at the beginning of next year by that judge. They have what they call the rocket docket. The cases move fast down there in South Florida. But the other cases, it's going to be a slow-moving process. Now, I want to get into what I wanted to talk about. Uh, And what I wanted to talk about today at the beginning of the show is, unfortunately, we have another shooting situation. Another tragic situation down in Jacksonville, Florida. I have a radio affiliate in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, WOKV, and my prayers for the people who are in Jacksonville. It's another tragic shooting of a guy with a manifesto who went into a Dollar General and killed three people, he himself dying, 
He had SWAT stickers on his guns, according to initial reports, and he had a manifesto. I want to take a different approach to the story than what much of the national media is taking because I believe the media is focusing on narrative uh, with the Democrats, the rise of white nationalism and the like, and they're excluding other conversations willfully so. Have you heard the names Steve Blizzard, Ronald Jeffers, Scott Levitt, Shirley Levitt? Have you heard those names, those four names? Because they died, they were murdered a month ago in Hampton, Georgia. They were all killed by a veteran suffering from mental illness who happened to be black. He did not use an AR-15. He then shot several police officers as the police started a manhunt, and he wound up getting killed in the process. He was suffering from mental illness. Four white people killed by a black shooter in Hampton, Georgia, did not make national news, did it? Or consider back the weekend of the shooting in Alabama. Remember this? It was a sweet 16 birthday party. Six killed, a couple dozen wounded at this birthday party. The reporters asked openly, were AR-15s used? No, it was just handguns. All of the shooters were black. All of the victims were black. It is percolated every once in a while in the news, some of the details. It now appears that perhaps uh, someone at the party opened fire first, and then the six shooters who killed six people retaliated. The original shooter himself killed in the process, it appears. that it, It appears. That same weekend in New York, a white girl in a car with some friends accidentally made a wrong turn into someone's driveway. As the car turned around to pull out, the old man in his 60s, white guy, came out, opened fire on the car without real cause, and the girl in the back seat was shot and killed. She was white. He was white. The media barely mentioned the story nationally. Same weekend as the mass shooting in Alabama. And then that weekend, there was also a shooting. You will recall this one because it's the one that got all the national press. A young black teenager went to the wrong street to pick up his uh, his siblings, knocked on the front door of a home. An 80-something-year-old white man shot through the front door, hitting uh, the young black man, wounding him, not killing him, thankfully. He lived. The family got more attention than the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, did from the president. They got phone calls. The president used it to lecture people on on racism in America and and white supremacy. You didn't hear about the girl in the driveway who got killed. When it became obvious there were no AR-15s involved and it was black-on-black violence, the Sweet 16 party in Alabama, that faded. The the kid who survived, God bless him, he survived, thankfully. Uh, He got a lot of media attention that weekend. You didn't hear about the four senior citizen white people killed by the black man. It didn't make national news. That matter barely made local news in Georgia. But this Jacksonville shooting, 
three black victims by a white shooter with a manifesto you're hearing about in Jacksonville, Florida. And manifesto, they always have a manifesto. Notice that we don't have the manifesto from the shooter in Nashville, Tennessee yet. The the media is without curiosity as to what was in that manifesto. We know there was a manifesto. We know it. The police have it. They haven't released it. Why haven't they released that manifesto? Why does the media lack any curiosity about the manifesto? Was it because... It wasn't white shooter, black victims, but a trans shooter of Christian kids. I guarantee you that's why. Had it been a white shooter at a black school, the media would have raised holy hell until the manifesto was released. But a transgender shooter at a Christian school The media wanted to move on from that one as fast as possible. Not a helpful narrative. And therein lies the problem. We have been lectured by the American press for decades now about truth and and the need for truth and truthfulness and truth-telling and how the truth matters, and yet the media really doesn't want to tell us the truth. They want to tell us a narrative, and the narrative that the left and the media want to tell us is the rise of right-wing violence, the rise of of disaffected white people gunning down non-white people in the name of Donald Trump. That's what they want to tell us. Doesn't matter how truthful it is. Doesn't matter how accurate it is. It's the narrative that matters. Floyd Lee Corkins walked into the Family Research Council intent on stuffing their faces with Chick-fil-A sandwiches after putting bullets in their head because he read the Southern Poverty Law Center website and was shocked and appalled that the Family Research Council was listed as an anti-gay group. They're a traditional Christian group, many of whom are friends of mine, and he decided to show up and murder them all and stuff their faces with Chick-fil-A sandwiches after killing them. The media moved on very quickly from that one. How can we forget how quickly the media and the FBI moved on from James Lee Hodgkinson? How could we forget that? Mark Walker, congressman from North Carolina, joined me on stage at the gathering weekend before last. He was on the soccer field that day or not the soccer field, he was on the the baseball field that day. Steve Scalise was there, other Republicans were there. Mark Walker had to leave, he had to get back to the Capitol, and a man came up to him, it was James Lee Hodgkinson. Man came up to him and asked him, are those Republicans or Democrats on the field? Mark Walker said, those are the Republicans. The man said, thank you very much, and walked up to the fence, pulled out his gun, and began shooting the Republican members of Congress. The FBI refused to treat it as a politically motivated crime. It actually took, of all people, Nancy Pelosi. She gets credit for this. Nancy Pelosi demanded the FBI correct the record. Republicans were outraged as well. 
The FBI didn't want to treat it as politically motivated. When it turned out he was a Rachel Maddow watching Bernie Sanders supporter who wanted to kill Republicans because, again, the Southern Poverty Law Center website listed them as, as wanting to starve old people or some such. He was a big fan of the Southern Poverty Law Center, just like Floyd Lee uh, Corkins. James Hodgkinson was politically motivated left-wing shooter, and the narrative had to die. When Gabrielle Giffords was shot by the nutter in Arizona, they blamed Sarah Palin and Republicans until it turned out he was at best apolitical, at worst a socialist. The media doesn't care about the truth, and they don't care about the victims unless the victims are black and the shooter is white and he comes bearing an AR-15 with a manifesto. Then they want to play it up dramatically. Is it any wonder that so many people no longer believe the media? Is it any wonder so many people believe the media is carrying forward agendas and not interested in reporting facts and truth? Is it any wonder how many conspiracy theories these days have become real, not because people are crazy conspiracy theorists and they've taken over, but because so many mainstream Americans who are not conspiracy theorists figure out what the truth actually is, and the media tells them, no, no, you're wrong because the progressive elite have said otherwise. And then it turns out that the progressive elite were lying the whole time. And the media lacks the curiosity to call them out. The media lacks the curiosity to correct them. The media lacks the curiosity to cover it. They only want to cover the left-wing narrative. And the left-wing narrative of today is right-wing white supremacist crazies inspired by Donald Trump or gunning down black people across America. And they will ignore Steve Blizzard and Ronald Jeffers and Scott and Shirley Levitt, who were murdered by a black man in Hampton, Georgia, just a month ago because that crime didn't fit the narrative. And they will they will ignore the Sweet 16 birthday party in Alabama because it didn't fit the narrative. They will ignore anything that doesn't fit the narrative. They want to focus on right-wing crazies with AR-15s because it's all about white supremacy and racism, which is also why the media can't bring itself to acknowledge, admit, and confirm the obvious that COVID came from the Wuhan lab. Why admit it when instead you could say it's a bunch of white ring racists who came up with the theory? The narrative is trumping reality, and that's why so many people are embracing alternate means of getting their news, many of which are even more nefarious than the American media, but People lack the discernment to tell, but they know one thing for sure. The American press corps lies too much and advances narratives too much at the expense of the God's honest truth. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation and you may really need HR. Well, you may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want 
U.S.-based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They can cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you. It'll help your company grow. It'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. Bam. B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson. Hello there. Yes, you can be on the program if you like. 877-973-7425. I would like to play for you some audio If you have not heard this, this is the sheriff in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, You're probably not going to hear this a ton on your local news station, and you'll understand the moment you hear it. The the story is always about guns. People are bad. This guy's a bad guy. If I could take my gun off right now and I lay it on this counter, nothing will happen. It'll sit there. But as soon as a wicked person grabs a hold of that handgun and starts shooting people with it, there's the problem. The problem is the individual. The problem is the individual. Amen and amen, which is one reason you're not going to hear a lot about that audio that I just played you. Because the problem is the individual. We've got a spiritual problem in the country. You can't find a political solution for that spiritual problem. But nobody at the national level, at the political level, wants to deal with that particular issue, which is a shame. Now, I want to move on from this when we come back. Uh, (laughs) But before I do, can I just mention a a buddy of mine sent me a text message this weekend. Said he He was taking a trip. He was actually flying from Louisville, Kentucky. He had to go out to California. He said he was amazed at the number of people who have started wearing masks again. And in fact, the more I started thinking about it, I've seen more people at the grocery store this weekend wearing masks as COVID is on the rise. There are a lot of people I know who have COVID. In our school system in my area, it's on the rise. Um, But I think it's very notable. You have Ron DeSantis' Surgeon General has come out and said, at this point, masks are ineffective against COVID. And you have Donald Trump's Surgeon General coming out and saying we need to go back to mask mandates. Interesting juxtaposition. Uh, I don't believe at this point that the data supports masking. Um, And the problem we know about the way COVID spreads, by the way, and this is important, is that COVID is most likely to spread in homes where people are not going to be wearing their masks anyway. It's not going to spread outside. It's not going to spread on airplanes. I I understand the reason people want to put a mask on on an airplane. I'm not going to judge them. I'm just going to tell them that the science shows the air filtration systems on airplanes is so good that even without a mask, you're probably not going to get COVID. In fact, uh, there are no ev- there's no evidence of COVID circulating on planes even before mask mandates as they began spreading in 2020. But my gosh, the left wants to exercise some level of control, and people live in perpetual fear. Now, all I'm going to tell you is be nice to people who are masked. Some do have compromised immune systems, and they're trying to be cautious. We had people at the gathering who were in that situation. Compromised immune systems wanted to come. They wore N95 masks. God bless them for being there and taking the risk to come outside with compromised immune system. Don't be mean to people. Just understand the left's about to start screaming for mask mandates for all of us, and it won't do any good. You know what will do you some good is going to Swiss America and taking advantage of the Walking Liberty half dollar at an amazing low price, $13.50 each delivered, limit 250 coins 
while supplies last. So you can go get up to 250 of these. They're $13.50. They're gorgeous. With your money tucked away in precious metals, you can ease the ebbs and flows of the stock market, the wild ride with inflation out there. This is a great way to get into precious metal investing or as something for your kids or grandkids. It's a great, great gift, a walking Liberty half dollar for just $13.50. How do you get it? You call 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. You mention my name, ask him for the walking Liberty half dollar, or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. You can call them 800-289-2646. You can text them 800-289-2646. Message and data rates may apply, or you just go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, ask him for the walking Liberty half dollar while you're there. Get the free report on the war on cash, which is a big thing these days, and they've got that too, SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, always, always happy to have you guys with me. As always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You can get the show notes. You can get, I mean, you, you name it the live stream, the podcast, follow me around social media, follow me on Instagram. Uh, One one note, because she likes it when I do this, happy birthday to my oldest. She turned 18 today. She registered to vote. She says she wants her first vote to be for Nikki Haley. Uh, She likes Nikki. Nikki likes her, uh, and and that's what she wants to do, that and go to another Taylor Swift concert. Now she's got to get her college applications in. My gosh, how do I have an 18-year-old? So, and that reminds me, I was really, really looking forward. Uh, Greenville, South Carolina, our affiliate over there, WORD, they have a bourbon and bacon festival. I, I, I had no idea such a thing existed. I was a little bit flabbergasted. A bacon and bourbon festival, and they even have cigars. And I was desperate to go over it September 22nd, and I really wanted to be there. I planned on being there, but my kid has gotten nominated for homecoming court for her senior year. And so I have to be at the homecoming game that night with my kid, and I won't be able to get over there now. And I'm a little bit heartbroken because I just bacon and bourbon festival. But at some point, I plan on getting over there. Okay, last important programming note before I move into what I wanted to talk about. And this is in all seriousness. There is a hurricane coming. For those of you in the southeast where I have many affiliates in Georgia and Florida and the Carolinas, there is a hurricane coming. This station that you are listening to me on right now has far more flexibility in how it arranges programming than a lot of television stations. And so I just want to advise you that if you're in the southeast as this hurricane gets close starting uh, tomorrow through Thursday, if the projections are right, you're going to want to stay here with this station and check in recurrently with the hurricane news because particularly those of you in Florida where I continue to pick up new affiliates, uh, it is it's shaping up to be a bigger storm than what was originally projected. Now, I, I, I gotta, I, I'm going to raise your blood pressure a little bit, I suspect, and I don't mean to, but this is infuriating. The Richmond Times-Dispatch has an op-ed out about uh, Glenn uh, Youngkin and his parents matter, um, his his agenda, that parents matter and, and we got to do something for parents' rights 
and parents should have a say in schools. It's it's I, I'm actually kind of flabbergasted by this. There's no denying the political goal that was and is Parents Matter. The campaign slogan that propelled Glenn Youngkin to the executive mansion in 2021 crystallized the frustrations of suburban voters during an unprecedented public health crisis. 18 months into the COVID-19 pandemic, schools were struggling to return to in-person learning amid political angst over face masks and science. And there was growing backlash among conservatives over accommodations for transgender students and the alleged teaching of critical race theory post-George Floyd. Now, I want you to understand that what's happening here is that the Richmond Times-Dispatch does not understand conservatives or their arguments. You or I, as conservatives, have to understand the arguments of the left because they so dominate cultural institutions like the editorial pages of America's newsletters or newspapers. We have to understand those arguments. So, for example... Conservative pro-lifers have always been better at explaining a progressive's position on abortion than a progressive has been explaining a conservative's position on abortion because we have to understand their arguments because we confront them all the time and they rarely in their bubbles have to confront ours. So when the editorialists at this newspaper say the alleged teaching of critical race theory post-George Floyd, no conservative has said that they are teaching critical race theory in school. What we have said is they are teaching other subjects like history and using critical race theory as the rubric through which it is taught. And that is the God's honest truth. It's why so many schools have DEI and CRT offices now. They're helping twist cultural education and historic education through the lens of critical race theory. And that's true even if the newspaper doesn't want to admit it. What I find so notable here is the dismissiveness of the idea that parents should be involved. Listen to this. The beauty of parents matter is in its umbrella-like utility, not buying that divisive concept such as critical race theory, which isn't actually taught in public schools, should be pulled from make-believe curricula, or that transgender students are lurking in bathrooms ready to pounce on your unsuspecting gender-conforming child, there was actually a girl raped by a trans student in a Virginia public school bathroom, and the school system tried to cover it up. That is fact. Let me just, before my blood pressure boils over into stroke territory, let me just read you this last little bit here. Pay attention to this. This is the editorial board of the Richmond Times-Dispatch, the major newspaper in the state capital of Virginia. It's just difficult, if not impossible, to see how altering history standards, removing sexually explicit books, and focusing on who gets to use what bathrooms are going to help any student or school improve academically. Really? 
It's difficult, if not impossible, to see how altering history standards, removing sexually explicit books, and focusing on who gets to use what bathrooms are going to help any student or school improve academically. You understand what they're doing here is they're trying to say you shouldn't fight on these because it's not going to improve academic standards. Never mind, it's going to improve the overall welfare of the students and the well-being of the school by getting rid of pornography from the elementary school. Why bother getting rid of pornography from the elementary school? Because it's not going to improve test standards. That's, that's their thinking, that it should be all about the test standards, which kind of tells you how bad the test standards are, that this editorial board thinks getting rid of pornography from an elementary school, is, is, we shouldn't waste our time with it. It's not going to help the test scores. Or the bathrooms. You, you know what? When your daughter goes to school every day and knows that there's been a rape in the girl's bathroom by a trans student, it probably will help the student's well-being and mental state of mind. I cannot believe, well, actually I can. These progressives, they, 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 they can't do it. Um, a Chris just emailed me, listener up in Virginia. He listens online, says the Roanoke Times in Roanoke, Virginia is the same way. That brings me to my subject line. Let's not forget the newspaper is just another branch of the media. Says it's a media problem, not a newspaper problem. He's right about that. It's not a newspaper problem. It's a media problem. The media does not understand uh, what parents' rights movements are about. And, And get this now. This is from Maryland. A federal court in Maryland decided Thursday that parents cannot opt their children out of reading books with alphabet gang content in the Monroe uh, Montgomery County schools. In Tamar Mahmood versus Monica McKnight, parents sought to reinstate a Montgomery County public schools policy that would allow them to opt their children out of reading and discussing books with LGBTQ+. Remember, that's the premium gay. The plus is the premium gay. LGBTQ plus characters in elementary schools. The parents argued the content in these books was a form of indoctrination that violated their family's religious beliefs. Judge Deborah Boardman, a Biden appointee, concluded that the parents asserted due process right to direct their children's upbringing by opting out of public school curriculum that conflicts with their religious views is not a fundamental right. The judge denied the parents' request for an injunction that would allow them to opt their kids out, out their kids when school begins today. Because the plaintiffs have not established any of their claims is likely to succeed on the merits, the court need not address the remaining preliminary injunction factors. Nonetheless, because a constitutional violation is not likely or imminent, it follows that the plaintiffs are not likely to suffer imminent irreparable harm and the balance of the equities and the public interest favor denying an injunction to avoid undermining the school board's legitimate interest in the no opt-out policy. You got this. So Montgomery County school systems, pay attention to the name of the plaintiff. This is not some Christian nut job. Tamar Mahmood, Muslim families in Montgomery County, Maryland, do not want their Muslim children indoctrinated with LGBTQ plus propaganda in the elementary school. The Montgomery County, Maryland public school system decided that kids as early as kindergarten need to start building awareness about gay and trans issues. The Muslim parents, not the Christian parents, the Muslim parents were outraged. 
what the Montgomery County public school system decided to do was get rid of the opt-out provisions. Up until this year, when they decided to aggressively push this, families could, for religious concerns, opt their children out of this sort of teaching and not anymore. And a Biden-appointed federal judge says it is not a fundamental right to avoid having your children indoctrinated into sexual issues at school. This is where we're headed in 2024, and this is why cultural issues continue to dominate. And this is also, by the way, why non-white families continue to shift to the GOP. Non-white families in the Democratic coalition continue to move more and more to the GOP because of stuff like this. You have the Richmond Times-Dispatch in Richmond, Virginia, arguing that parents really should shut up and not have a say in their kids' school systems. They actually argue in the op-ed that a minority of vocal parents taking a role in what their kids learn in school is a bad idea. Those those involved parents, how terrible that they're involved. And now in Maryland... You have a school system that has told Islamic parents you're not allowed to opt out of your kids learning about uh, LGBTQ plus matters. The controversy, this is from Fox News, the controversy arose last year when Montgomery County Public Schools introduced more than 22 new books featuring LGBTQ plus characters into classrooms as part of a diversity initiative. Initially, the school district notified parents when these materials would be used in class and permitted them to opt their kids out from instruction involving these books as they came with other portions of the curriculum. But in March, the district changed its policy and announced that parents would no longer have that right. A group of religious families of diverse faith sued, claiming the policy violated their First Amendment right to guide the religious instruction of their children. The judge, a Biden appointee again, says otherwise. The no opt-out policy does not pressure the parents to refrain from teaching their face, to engage in conduct that would violate their religious beliefs, or to change their religious beliefs. The policy may pressure them to discuss the topics raised by the storybooks with their children, but those discussions are anticipated, not prohibited by their parents' faith. The parents are not pressured into violating their religious beliefs in order to obtain the benefits of a public education, except the kids are pressured by the teachers. Look at the teacher in Cobb County, Georgia, where I am who decided to read her kids a book on transgenderism. She, one, denied that's what the book was about, even though everyone knew it was. The book was about a kid who had a purple shadow instead of a blue or a pink shadow like everyone else. On top of that, the teacher forced the kids not to use masculine and feminine pronouns. It's indoctrination. And the parents in Montgomery County wouldn't be allowed to opt out of that. The kids want to please the teacher. If the kids were to say something, they would feel bullied, harassed, badgered. So they're going to keep their mouth shut. And the court says that's okay. There is a backlash coming. There absolutely is a backlash coming. There should be. Now, I want to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, friends. Uh, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack, you can get them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. They're an air purifier. They wipe out odors. They eliminate odors. 
They do such a good job. They're also an air purifier, so they trap the pollen and the dust that's floating in the air, but they really shine as an air odor eliminator, so uh, smoke odors, pet odors, litter box odors, cooking odors, musty odors, dead animal odors, you name it, they get rid of those odors. You can plug it up with a USB cord in a car with a USB outlet in so many cars these days have them, or you can plug it directly into the wall. I keep one in my travel bag, hold it in the palm of my hand. It just works. You get three of them for less than $200. You have one for upstairs, one for downstairs. Your basement, your RV, your travel bag, your car, wherever you need them. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, and you use the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You'll get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. EdenPureDeals.com, the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Welcome. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan Nationwide. They want to help your business grow. So if your business is buying a building, building a building, expanding a building, expanding a franchise, buying a franchise, things like that, you need $250,000 or more, well, reach out to First Liberty. They might be able to help you. They make their own lending decisions. Go to firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you. Just spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for them, them for you, firstlibertyga.com. Some notable news out there uh, that I don't want to spend a lot of time on other than to point out I was right. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of post-debate polling. The thing I find most notable is uh, the pollsters who told me they thought that the Trump indictments had a half-life turned out to be right. There has not been a massive surge for Donald Trump with all the indictments and the mugshot and and all of that um, didn't happen. He um, He's kind of s- slipping a little bit in some of the polling, holding steady in others, but no bounce in anything. DeSantis does appear to be getting a second look. Ramaswamy is getting a first look, and it's decidedly mixed. Nikki Haley is also suddenly uh, getting to paid attention to the polls. Even Mike Pence got a little bounce out of his debate performance. Uh, the conclusion from a lot of people is that it did impact Donald Trump to a degree and positively impact Ron DeSantis that Trump did not participate in that debate last week, that over 12 million people did watch it. Uh, and the numbers expected to go up a little more when you take into account uh, streaming as opposed to actual on television watching. But the big thing is that there, there's there's no real upward movement. Donald Trump appears to have hit a ceiling. The question is what happens thereafter. Now, I will tell you that uh, here in Georgia right now, um, Mark Meadows is testifying in federal court about his motion to um, move the court to move move his case to federal court. Now, he's only made a motion to move himself to federal court. The law is somewhat vague as to whether the whole case must be moved if one is moved or if one can be moved. So you have to try concurrently in state court and federal court. My guess is that they would move the whole thing to federal court. Uh, You should also know John Eastman has refused to file a motion for speedy trial in Fulton County. So a couple of the city Powell and others have requested a motion for a speedy trial. They essentially want to call uh, bluff on Fawny Willis claiming she doesn't really have the goods, except they forget Fawny Willis has been toying with this thing for like a year and a half. She's built the case. We'll see how this plays out. But uh, the bottom line here is that we've kind of reached the ceiling for Trump momentum based on the indictments. And the question is, does he have a floor and do voters even care? Increasingly, general election voters look like they care greatly about the situation. Um, Something like... um, 
55 to 60 percent of voters think he might have committed a crime. Those are registered voters. But will it even matter? Republican voters, if the election were held tomorrow, would nominate the man. And by the way, there's still a chance he could win because a lot of voters are really upset with Joe Biden's age, which we'll get into when we come back. But first, can we talk about unicorns and magical thinking among the people of America these days? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.